Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Paradigm 132 Podcast, and I am your humble and gracious host, Rashad Horn. And on today's episode, I want to I want to put a different perspective forth about the story pertaining to the two black professors whose home was appraised for $300,000 less than when they allowed for their white co-worker to stand in for the second appraisal. I think that there are some missing pieces um, within the particular articles. I read four articles from four different publications, and all four publications had some differences. Now, initially, the story was picked up by the New York Times. So at least in my opinion, I felt as if the New York Times article would be the more valid article. And when I was able to read the New York Times article, it gave a lot more information than the other three that I read, which I believe were from the Root, Bossip, and the Huffington Post. The New York Times article was a lot more in-depth, so it was able, so it allowed for me to put some pieces together to kind of come up with the conclusion that I drew. And the conclusion I kind of drew was that I don't really think that this is what it has been laid out to be, right? And again... You may disagree with me, but I'm going to present my present my case, <laughs> present my case. And it's up it's up it's up to you uh, to decide or to decipher what you feel is is true um, and what's what's not true. Right. So give a little backstory. I initially saw this particular story on Instagram, one of the pages that I follow, and I didn't think anything of it. Obviously, sometimes when I see certain articles, I like to go. I just go to the comments. I like to see what's going on. There's one person that was kind of, well, not kind of. They were being, they were critically thinking. They were saying, okay, well, how long in between appraisals? And so a particular person commented and said, the article said it was two months. I said, okay, interesting. Um... Then that other person, I believe, came back and indicated that, well, there's a possibility that a house could appreciate by that much, especially when we're talking about the time frame. Another person came in and said there's no way in the world that a home can can appreciate for $300,000 more, which when we're using technicalities, it wasn't, it was around 200, it was around 200, a little bit over 250 more. And so once we get into... The article, the New York Times article, we'll see how actually that 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 was the case. So I didn't think anything of it. I looked at it. I kept scrolling. Right. So then I got to Facebook and it's a Facebook group that I participate in. Um, I comment a lot because I like to look at different vantage points, I like to see look at different viewpoints. You know, you can kind of you can kind of identify who a person studies or the ideology that they have, um, by looking at and listening to their responses. Um, and the same can be said for me. Um, if you look at my particular responses, um, I don't think you could name every person that has influenced my thought process, but you probably can name a couple, right? And I apply those particular thought processes based on the situations, right? But, again, that's a different subject, right? So... New York Times picked up this particular story. 
I clicked on the article on Facebook. I couldn't read it because I'm not subscribed to the New York Times and I don't pay a, a dollar a week to read articles. So I said, well, I have to find it. You know, I have to find it because, you know, I want to talk about it. Right. Because my initial comment was that um, not saying that this is not a case of racial discrimination and housing discrimination. But I'm interested and to I'm interested as to why they didn't get an another immediate appraisal done. Um, I kind of did a crash course real quick on appraisal processes, and I saw nothing that stated that you could not get another appraisal um, within a short period of time. Now, obviously, uh, these particular people were going for a a refinance, so maybe they had already gotten a hard inquiry pull on their credit, so maybe they didn't want to go get another hard inquiry. Um, by that, just, I mean, this is just me thinking out the top of here. I could not be filling in the blanks the way that they need to be filled in, but that was just the, the idea that I had. Right. So seeing that I couldn't read the New York times, the first article that I read came from the Huffington post. So I read the Huffington post and there was a few key things in there that were, that are key because the New York Times article was the more was the most detailed, was the most concise, was the most precise, obviously, again, because I said they initially picked up the story. And it kind of makes me think about something that I heard Dick Gregory say at one particular point in time, where you could have a newspaper um, outlet on the East Coast write about a particular story. And then you could have another newspaper outlet on the West Coast write about the same exact story and certain things are kept out or certain things are not necessarily uh, included. And that's vice versa, right? So again, like I said, I feel like the New York Times is going to be the most precise uh, article simply because they picked up the story initially. So there's a few key things in the Huffington Post as well as Bossip, and I believe the third one was The Root that I read. All three of them had some differences, Right. The certain things were the same. Let me tell you, the certain things that were the same and certain things were different. Right. So one of the differences was the amount of money that the family invested in the home to bring the value up. And I believe the Huffington Post said it was about thirty thousand. Um, I believe. The root was like 40 and maybe Bossip was like 50,000, right? So obviously, those are those are $10,000 a piece. You know, they're $10,000 apart, but that $10,000 apart could be the difference between 40, maybe 50 and even and maybe in certain cases $100,000 in value depending on what these particular upgrades were to the home. So I knew right then and there, okay, this kind of stuff can be convoluted. And based on which article that you read, it become an issue. So I believe Huffington Post stated that they got another appraisal a few days later. So obviously, if that was the case, then I'm like, okay, well, yeah, this is point blank some type of discrimination, right? It has to be if you got a few days later. Bossip, a couple of months later. Wait a minute now. The root, a um, few months later, right? So then I get to the point, I say, I need to be able to see this New York Times article. I need to be able to see this New York Times article. And so I don't know how I was able to get in there, but I was able to read the New York Times article for free. 
I'm glad that I was because it cleared up each and every question that I had, but it still left me with some things that I had to critically assess. So for starters, the family purchased the home in 2017 for, I believe, $400,000. They made $35,000 in upgrades. That's what the New York Times says. So I'm, I'm just going to assume that that is accurate. I don't know where Bossup and, and, and The Root got forty and 50000 but... You know, it is what it is. $35,000. So, apply for refinance because, and this was in the summer of 2021. Um, oh, well, yeah, it was in the summer. Summer of 2021. Because refinance interest, or well, re, the refinance rate was a lot lower. So, they reached out to a particular lender. The lender um, set it up, set up for the appraiser to come out. And so this is what this is the key thing that our four articles had in common, which was the family had bookshelves full of African American articles. Authors obviously have pictures on the wall of their family, and then the the one that I felt like was highlighted the most was the fact that they had a children in their children's room they had a poster of the Black Panther on their wall. So even by reading this, you're already kind of setting it up. You know, they're painting a picture, say, okay, this is what we got in the house. Um an appraiser, white appraiser will look at this and say, okay, they're pro black. So it kind of can click in the back of their mind and say, okay, well we need to kind of lower the value of this home, right? So New York Times article indicated that the family stated that the three homes, comparable homes, that the appraiser used to to get the value of their home because obviously they bought it for four hundred thousand, like I stated, put thirty five thousand dollars in um, renovations into it, and when they spoke with the refinance officer, it stated that the refinancer said that if the home appraises for five hundred. And $50,000, you will have no issue getting the loan. However, the appraisal appraised the house for $472,000. We're going to get right back to that. So the family indicated that the appraisal used three homes that weren't even really comparable. They used one home that was in a predominantly black neighborhood. They used another home that they labeled as a fixer-upper. And then they used another home, which I don't think they had an issue with. And they they indicated that the home that was in a predominantly black neighborhood, they did not feel was close enough um, to be used. And they could have used a home that was in a predominantly white, wealthy neighborhood because they're kind of the way that was stated. They're kind of in the middle of a predominantly black area and then a predominantly white area where more wealth is accumulated. So they, they found issue with that. Another issue they found. Um, fought in is the fact that the appraiser knocked out $50,000 in value because he indicated they were close to a busy street. So once they got the appraisal back, the husband saw it, and according to the New York Times, he and his wife both are professors at John Hopkins. He, however, is a professor that teaches, I believe, African-American studies as well as 
uh, talks about housing discrimination and redlining in major um, major metropolitan cities uh, at Johns Hopkins. So once he got the appraisal back, his first instinct was that we've been discriminated against in housing. So they set out to obviously sue. And one of the, the biggest faults that they found was the fact that the appraiser put in his report that the house had not had any upgrades in 17 years. However, again, they indicated that they had upgraded the house by 30. They put $35,000 in renovations. So, again, kind of my little crash course, I saw that you could appeal um, an appraisals, an appraisal. And so I think that would be something that would be that you could appeal in, in, in essence that we did make renovations. We made $35,000 worth of renovations in this home. But obviously, when they got the appraisal back, it went from it, they got appraised for $472,000. So New York Times indicated that they waited several months before they got the second appraisal. And they proceeded to do an experiment called the whitewash experiment. Now, what's interesting about this, because as soon as I saw it, it made me harken back to uh, one of the things that Joe Biden indicated that he was going uh, the task force that he was going to implement, which was a task force that was going to look into cases like this where housing discrimination and lower valuations for homes were given to black and brown individuals. And so obviously you need cases, you need case studies, right? And so I kind of look at this and say, okay, this would be the poster child for a case study. But again, when you read the article, the New York Times article, uh, it kind of, at least to me, it doesn't seem like this adds up, right? So continuing on. Whitewash experiment. New York Times, you know, indicated that, you know, in certain instances, uh, the average person would not have the ability to whitewash um, their home. And so. Again, I'm thinking to myself, I said, okay, well, you know, it is what it is. So several months later. Now, the key thing about the several months later is because the, the, the biggest highlight I took away from the New York Times article is that it stated home values in that area rose by 43% over the summer. Did not say it peaked. Did not say it peaked at 43%. It said they rose 43% in value. So by my little math that I did, when you take $400,000 and no, no, no. I think it was like four. Maybe they bought the house for 420. Something of that nature. But anyway, when I did my math, it was about two hundred thousand dollars when you add forty-three percent to it. It's about two hundred thousand dollars, right? So just say if they did buy the house for four hundred, then the reality of the situation was their home should be valued at six hundred thousand dollars um throughout the summer period. And the summer starts in what July ends in August. So in a three-month period. So that kind of debunks. The statement that I saw on Instagram where it said there's no way that a home could, you know, rise three hundred thousand dollars in value because after the whitewash experiment, their white coworker ended up getting saying that the house was valued at seven hundred and twenty thousand dollars, right? So they embarked on that several months later. 
So when the second appraiser came out, and well, let me get back to this. It said it rose and I said it peaked. So the interesting thing about saying that it rose, but then I said that it peaked indicates to me that it could have and more than likely actually went higher. So my so my thinking of it is that you could have potentially applied for another refinance with another company and got an appraiser to come out there. And you indeed could have gotten that $720,000 that your white co-worker got simply because the home values had increased at least 43% in that particular time period. Right? But again, when you look at the article, the headline, it just says they got 472000 and that white co-worker got seven hundred and twenty. But when you look at the time frame and then you look at the 43% rate rise in home values, the headline is, a, is, is false. Because the only way that the headline will be valid is if they got it for 472 this week and then they got another appraiser to come out the very next week with their white counterpart in there and it was 720. Then you would have a case. You don't have a case, in my opinion, if you waited several months later to get a second appraisal when home values had risen at least again by 43% over the summer months. Did not say again, didn't say it peaked, but said it rose. So, again, I don't know if this was a a strategic thing by the professors to make this or whatever the situation was. I don't I don't know. Um, One of the things that I'm, I'm coming to realize is that everybody is not going to be on the same accord. Everyone does not have the same initiatives. Everyone doesn't have the same motives as far as what it is that they're trying to get as far as the end game. But in my opinion, based on the information that is provided, I don't see how this becomes a case. Now, I went back and I found an article from 1981, October 1981, from the Orlando Sentinel. Now, you may say, Rashad, 1981, that's that's too old. The only reason I I saw this article... And I felt that it was valid. And I still feel like it, it probably has some validity today. Because it said one thing that was very, very interesting. It indicated that you could get two appraisals within a very short period of time and get two extremely different values. And two of the reasons are because maybe one, the particular person that sends out the first person, they may not be trying to value it the same way. They may be valuing it just for... Um, a quick, you know, a quick turnover, right? Whereas the second person could come out and actually be trying to get the actual value of the home. Another thing is, and this could have changed, but I do think it's kind of, in, uh, but I do think it's kind of the same thing because we we can kind of see this in every day. Both of those appraisals may not have the same level of intellect. They, might, they both might not know how to properly appraise properties. So going back to when the initial appraiser knocked out $50,000 because they were close to a busy intersection or a busy street, the second appraisal 
only knocked off, I believe, about 12,000, which was about 2% um, of the value. And stated that, you know, that's just that's just what it is because it's by a busy street. So fifty thousand to twelve thousand, that is a very, very big, you know what I mean, jump. Now, again, we don't know the lay of the land in that particular area. We don't know what is considered a busy street or whatever the situation is, but that's just what it is. And it also indicated that certain Companies were looking to try to find at least some minimum, some minimum, I'm sorry for that background noise, trying to find some minimum requirements for their appraisers. So minimum requirements are just that, minimum. Does not mean advanced requirements, it just means what that is. Minimum requirements, which doesn't, again, like I said, doesn't mean that you have to necessarily be at the top of your class to be an appraisal, appraiser. So the conclusion that I drew in wrapping this episode of the conclusion that I drew in this whole thing is that the black family could have potentially waited the several months, applied again. And potentially could have gotten the same value as the whitewashing experiment. Because I have to think the child may have applied for this at the beginning of the summer. When the increased value of the home had not even peaked yet or not even began to rise. But when you tell me that you waited several months. And we know 43% had already kicked in. We know 43% had kicked in. We don't know If another 10% kicked in, we don't know if another 2% kicked in, but we know for a fact 43% kicked in. And I, again, have to believe that you applied for this at the beginning of the summer because initially, because what ended up happening was they ended up taking a second offer, obviously, at a a higher interest rate than what they would have gotten initially. So, obviously, inflation kicks in. And so we know interest rates have to go up because it's supposed to deter you away from borrowing money. So both of those two things have to both of those two things tie in. So that's what gives me the impression that say you apply for this at the beginning of the month. And again, just you may have just gotten a bad appraiser. And then you go and you do an experiment, the whitewash experiment, because this is what it's this is what it's called. And Right as when they're at their highest or peaking or whatever, you pop and you get a $720,000 evaluation for a home. And when I think about several, I'm always keen to thinking about seven months. So if it went up 43% in three months, then again, we know bare minimum, you're at 43%. But it could have went higher. Again, it could have went higher. So it kind of justifies again if you got if your appraisal was four seventy two, and your white counterpart comes in and they get a seven twenty, then that's roughly what two hundred and two hundred and fifty half a million quarter of a million quarter of a million dollars in value. So 
that's technically what you got. And based on what I have, based on my assertion, that would indicate over 40% value from 472 to 720 as $250,000. So that's the reality of the situation. So again, somebody may be able to fill in some more pieces, but this is what I read from the New York Times article. The New York Times, who, again, like I said, initially picked up this story. This is the information that they gave. And with this particular information that they gave, I just look at this as a situation in which you got a bad appraisal at the beginning. You waited. Home prices increased even more than when you initially got it. Interest rates also went up as well. And you just did this experiment instead of just going and doing it again yourself. Or, in my opinion, again, I don't know. It didn't say that they appealed when they stated that the appraisal made note that the house hadn't been upgraded or updated or renovated, my bad. Renovating the 17 years, it did not say that y'all appealed it. Right? Because that could have changed the appraisal value as well. So, Obviously, you have people, you know, saying this is red land. They've been doing this in history. You know, they're doing this all the time. And I think a lot of people, again, you know, just don't read. They're not going to read the article. They're going to see the headline, draw a conclusion based on whatever their ideology is. And that's just going to be that. Because, again, like I said, if you do not read the New York Times article, you will not be able to get the full picture. If you read Bossip, Huffington Post, or Root, or whatever the situation is, you will not get the full context of this unless you read the New York Times article and those key metrics of initial appraiser did not notate the renovations that they made and that home prices had increased 43% over the summer during that same time period. And those two key things right there, at least in my opinion, should make you stop and think about this particular thing critically instead of running off listening to other sites that this is one of the things or this is the main thing that they that they use to feed um, their audience, right? But... That's another episode of the Paradigm 132 Podcast. I'll be back to you again next week. Peace.